Okay, can you hear me? I sure can. I can hear you. Do me a favor, Natalie. Would you count to five just so I can set a level on you? One, two, three, four, five. All right. Um, before we get started, and it's all taped, I'll keep you 10 or 11 minutes and let you go. But thank you for doing this because this is well, this is not the greatest. I mean, I, I appreciate you doing this for somebody else one more time. Thank you for that. It's all good. All good. I, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Um, you ready? I sure am. Here we go. Well, Natalie Sherry plays her golf on the Symmetra Tour, hopes of making it to the LPGA Tour one day. She's had a bit of a bumpy month. It is a pleasure to welcome Natalie Sherry to the Augusta Golf Show for the very first time. How are you, Natalie? Hey, I'm doing great, and how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for saying yes to this, and, 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 and a big thank you for saying yes to this as we get into your story, as the listener begins to understand what you've gone through recently. I know you've told the story hundreds of times. I'm going to ask for number 101 for my listeners <laughs> this morning. Uh, what happened to you in South Bend, Indiana last month? Sure. So South Bend, Indiana is one of my favorite events of the year. Um, Notre Dame territory, sure. like the community is just the best. And we were coming from Battle Creek, Michigan, only about an hour and a half away. So a lot of girls were driving. And I, of course, had my car with me, um, drove like I would to any other event, went to the host housing, you know, kind of chit-chatted a little bit because they're pretty much like family to me now. Um, you know, took some stuff out, brought it in the house, um, kept the clubs in the car, went to go practice, and then went to join them to grab some food um, after my training session was over. And then by the time that we finished all of our hangout, you know, it was starting to rain, it was late, and then I had a morning tea time. Uh, this was Monday night heading into Tuesday morning, so I had my first practice round at the of the week at a new golf course. Um, so I just, you know, I was like, oh, it's raining, whatever, I'll just keep my clubs in the car. And obviously that was a huge mistake. I come out the next morning, 7.45, I have like an 8.30, you know, tea time, so I'm already running a bit late hop in the car, close the door, and I hear this crunch. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and so I was kind of thinking, like, well, there's a lot of storms last night, you know, and I turn around, and I have limo tint. So there was just way too much light coming into the back seat. I was like, oh, this is not good. So then I hop out of the car, it's still running, you know, turn the corner to the back of my SUV, and there is a huge hole. Someone had, you know, smashed it in. I looked down. The clubs that are at the bottom portion of my SUV, so they're not even window level, were taken um, with all of my tournament stuff that was, like, ready for my first day of training, technically on site as, like, an official day of tournament. So this didn't happen at the restaurant because you would have noticed No, it. this was not at the restaurant. This was at my host family. So this, uh, I don't know what had happened. I don't know if someone drove by and saw I had stuff in the car or maybe drove by and just saw... You know, I had, you know, different plates. I was out of town um, or just, you know, random bad luck. But they they chose my vehicle. And, again, they couldn't see what was inside at that point in time because it was limo tent. And it had been storming all night. So, yeah. like, they chose a time that there was a break in the weather because m my car was not wet. But, um, 
you know, just a huge mistake on my end. And obviously, mm. I'm, it's a month later and I'm still paying for it. Yeah, about that. The listener this morning thinks, well, you know what? She's on a professional tour. How hard can it be for her to get clubs? Well, well, not that easy, was it? You know, normally, under normal circumstances, it's no problem. Callaway's great. You know, like a Dell Golf that I use my my wedges for is great, but like people think 2020 was hard. Mm. Like we're still in COVID times, and people things are kind of open, kind of not. Things there's total like you know a bunch of shipping delays. There's a lot of stock inventory issues. Like my clubs were so custom, like down to like my name was engraved on these golf shafts. So not only does it take a while to get like these things were not going to surface at a pawn shop. So I didn't even have a chance to rebuy my own stuff that was taken. So Callaway was great. They did everything that they could. They were able to rebuild some of my stuff with what they had in stock and then kind of makeshift for other things. Because, I mean, honestly, like the iron shafts alone come from Canada. Imagine trying to get something that's not in stock over border. Like it, it just takes a while. Yeah. And I only had two days. We're talking with Natalie Sheary here on the Augusta Golf Show. And you had to get your car fixed, too. I know, and that, that's the other thing. So I guess glass is a hard commodity to get as well. It rained that whole week. This happened on Monday night. The first available time was Saturday. So you may see some photos. Um, golf Week picked up the article. USA um, you know, also picked it up, the newspaper. But you'll see photos of the back end of my my SUV literally parked in the volunteer tent because I just had to do anything. Like, I could not keep the garbage bag up. It, it was it, – it's just it, – it's really funny now, but there was just so many small details. Yeah. And when you're at a new course and you have no clubs, so you can't do practice rounds and you're trying to build stuff very last minute – there's a lot of distractions going on. Now, did did I understand the story correctly, Natalie? Were you at one point was there was there a plan uh, a, a, a friend was playing in the morning wave and you were going to use her driver in the afternoon wave? Yes. So like that's the thing like I needed clubs right away, so I went to a pawn shop. I found Callaway irons, you know, obviously they're not fit for me. The person who previously owned them was like six four. I'm five four on a good day. So I had to find a place that would cut these down, like try to make them work. Um, my my driver head I was able to purchase from a local Callaway rep, but my driver shaft I had to to order from my fitter up in Hartford, Connecticut, where I'm from. I paid for overnight shipping. That thing sat in Hartford for four days. So all of a sudden, it's Friday morning. You know, I have a $500 golf head in no shaft. So I had planned to borrow my my roommate, you know, for the week. She was off in the morning wave the first tea time, and I was off in the afternoon wave. And she was just finishing up on 18. We we're going to grab her driver and try to play this golf course. Like, I didn't know it. So I was just trying to figure out, okay, how far do these clubs go? They're not mine. How does this golf course go? And all of a sudden, like, right before she finishes on 18, we're down, like, at the range trying to figure out what's going on and trying to warm up and all that good stuff. And we see, you know, 
UPS barreling down this country club drive. And sure enough, my, my driver shaft was on it. So I had one thing in my bag besides the, the wedges that I knew where it was going to go mm-hmm. once I made contact with the ball. And I would think at that point it felt like everything in your bag was fine. If you had three or four clubs, um, that's three or four clubs more than you had 48 hours earlier. Exactly, exactly. And girls were the sweetest. So many of them came. You know, obviously we have all different swing speeds. We have all different, you know, types of swings. But they came with anything extra that they had. They offered it to me. So, you know, I had no idea where anything was going to go, but I was able to build a bag so that on Friday morning I had 14 crazy, you know, totally unmatching golf clubs. But I was able to play. A bag of misfit clubs. Um, Yeah. So 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 tell me where we are today. Tell me where we are now. Tell me what your tell me what the the off season's going to be like for you. Yeah, so you know, the whole crazy thing is I had auto insurance. I had home insurance. Um called State Farm, you know, right away. They fixed the glass as soon as they could. They told me, you know, just buy everything that was taken, send in all the, you know, like receipts and then you'll get reimbursed. Well, obviously, like buying the golf head, you know, buying a golf bag, buying irons, buying everything for my set. When you're buying it last minute, things are kind of expensive. Um, and, then, and then you're paying the overnight shipping cost for a range finder. You know, that's $600. I paid overnight shipping for that. That showed up more than a week later. So that did me no good. I had to go to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy another range finder. So now I'm 1200 deep just in range finders. Um, but insurance came back and said, because I was using a personal car on a business trip, the stuff was not going to be covered. So all of a sudden I go from like buying stuff that's not even fit for me to now being in debt with all this extra stuff that I needed to play. And it's not even right for me. So that, I mean, that it just blew my mind. I was like, gosh, I have home insurance. I have auto insurance. Like, how 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 is this a loophole that they're able to spring on me now after telling me to buy everything? Yeah. Um. So that's the whole tough part. Uh, you know, obviously since then, you know, flew to Arizona. I had a bunch of Callaway stuff waiting for me. Still trying to you know tinker around with everything. I'm still have the pawn shop irons in the bag. Um. Right after Daytona finishes, I will be shipping my irons up. To Connecticut, I just finalized it yesterday. My club fitter like needs to check the lies, the lofts, sure. like all the grips because I have grips all different colors. Some of them are mid-sized, some of them are standard. Like I literally went to Dick's Sporting Goods in South Bend and bought them out of golf grips, and nothing matched. But at that point, I had to do what I had to do. Yep. So we just got to try to make everything uniform and just kind of go from there. <sighs> I wish you the best, Natalie. Thank, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sorry you went through all of that. I'm sorry you're still going through all of that. Anybody listening to the program can can relate to, you know, just having if they had their clubs stolen from from their car. But the, the, but it's not how they make their living, and they don't have to go through what you're having to go through to to get it done. Um, 
the best the best of luck to you. Now, I, let's let's touch base again at some point, maybe over the off season, to see how you're doing and and see what what's going to happen moving forward. Natalie, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Perfect. No worries. I mean, I can tell you one thing that I do have set for this off season. I'm going to caddy like sun up to sundown to start paying off the these bills from you know the this this crazy insurance fiasco. Natalie, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so sorry you're going through. I, uh, I'm sorry.